Like this is oh, and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. I'm Marshall Macaluso. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of NFL drama going down inside, outside the league. It is a beautiful Wednesday, November afternoon. It is like... It's 52 degrees outside. That's right. It's went for a walk. Very nice outside. We've got a lot to talk about. We uh, want to get this one out on Wednesday so we can yeah. preview the big Thursday night matchup between the Colts and Texans. Yeah. Because with the Colts' victory last week, they <coughs> moved atop the AFC South standings. And if you miss, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about last week's game yes, of the week. Yes. No, it was not the Chargers and Chiefs or the Patriots and Eagles or the Vikings and Broncos, which is surprisingly good. Yeah. It was the Jaguars and Colts. Woo! And I'll tell you why, baby. Because I was in attendance. No, just there. The one thing that really stood out about this game was... I mean, Marcy, you wouldn't know anything about this. But usually when you're at a party, <laughs> oh, when someone does a keg stand, <clears throat> the mood generally gets by. I, this is from what I've read here. I have no experience <laughs> in the matter. From but, Animal House. Yes, yeah, right. But when you, when you see a keg stand, the mood of the party generally gets lifted up, and everyone gets excited, and it, you know, it's a good feeling going around. And I saw a 300-pound man, Quentin Nelson, Quentin Nelson, not only boy. rumble for a touchdown, but then he was lifted up by his other lineman and did a keg, ba- keg stand off the back of another lineman. I thought it was the greatest celebration in NFL history. Yeah, but unfortunately the touchdown didn't even count. It was wiped off, and then it's like a holding or something. No, he clearly he didn't get into the end zone, and it really wasn't even close. But they called it a touchdown, so then he celebrated, and then replay review has to ruin all the Ooh. fun. So Quentin Nelson's first so career funny. rushing attempt got taken away. I'm surprised they didn't flag him for that. To be honest with you, I am too. But you know what? Uh, Jacoby Brissetti said he almost cried laughing because they had, and then they, they Jack Doyle was in the background pretending to shotgun a beer. It was. It was really the be- most beautiful. That's very, it's a very I've ever Indianapolis seen. thing. Only they would practice that. Like the fact that the linemen were prepared. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? Let's practice this. We're gonna do a keg stand when we score. It is a very Indianapolis thing. The fact that they could hold up his legs too. It's a big boy. Yeah, that's true. Other piece of Big J journalism that went on because yes. that's what I'm all about for research purposes. I wore a Maurice Jones Drew jersey of the game. So Maurice Jones Drew. He's Shout my, out Austin Swaback. For, yeah, first ever. <coughs> I used to collect a bunch of football cards, and he was the first football card I ever got. He was one of my dad's favorite players, too, because he loved his big bowling ball legs and the fact he was like a short little guy that could run. So, yeah, at senior charge, Austin Swaback is like, hey, you got a Maurice Jones Drew jersey. I'm like, yeah, I'll wear that. So I wore that pretending to be a Jaguars fan. There's surprisingly a lot of Jaguars fans in attendance. Colts fans didn't appreciate that, so I'm walking around making ass of myself, yelling, Duval! And, like, the guy I'm with, uh, Big Jake, you know what, what? Yeah, what's what's Duval even mean? And we're in a section full of a bunch of Jaguars fans. It was like, so I didn't want to look like an idiot. I'm like, what? What do you mean you don't know what Duval means? All Jaguars fans, you know what it means, you fake. And the lady behind us is like, yeah, it's the county they're from. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so apparently, for all you who's wondering what Duval is, it's the county Jacksonville. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it is a little weird. Like, what what county is, Ch- is, Ch- is Chicago in? Uh, Cook County. Cook County. Yeah. Kane County? No, it's Cook County, I'm pretty Cook sure. Cook County? But like... Cook County. No. Woo! There's not a that whole lot down in Jacksonville. They're that's really fair, not that's fair. And their They're team like, oh, They should like pick a retirement home they can like, shot in the name. Yeah. That'd be Big Dick cool. Nick was reduced to moderate to below average size Dick Nick. Yeah, they kind of got... They, they, they got, got the Colts, I must say, in all seriousness, like that was a really well-coached team. Because you lost your quarterback at the beginning of the year. He was like a Hall of Fame-level quarterback. Yeah. Starting running back, Marlon Mack, got injured. And they, they still managed to have two 100-yard rushers in the same game. 
which is very impressive That's against, really you know, impressive. Jaguars defense isn't a slouch, so yeah. good for them as a dominating performance. But let's talk about some real football here yeah. and some of the interesting things. Some, uh, some of football. Going back to last yeah, week. Yeah, so by the time we got, we drove two hours back from the sun, uh, the Jaguars-Colts game, and we got back just in time for the Sunday night game, so I was able to sit back and watch my, oh, this is a perfect day of football. I get to watch football live. Now I'm going to watch my beloved Bears play after my Jaguars, <laughs> who are my bandwagon team now, lost. I'm like, yes. all right, well, you know what? The Bears are going to turn it around, and yeah. it did not go too well, Marshall. Yeah, Bears lost on Sunday night football, 17-7 in L.A. Three corner lead had the sole passing touchdown for Perception. the Bears. Uh... Yeah, well, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> Mr. Bisky with touchdown and a pick. And the big story here is that at the end of the game for the final drive, uh, the Rams, or the, the Bears, I should say, Coach Nagy, took Mr. Bisky out, put Chase Daniel in. Um, it looked like he was being benched, but after the fact that they said that he had a hip injury that he suffered in the second quarter, and that's why he didn't go in. For the seeming last play, last drive of the game, I will start off watching this as you know, as a neutral in this game. I thought it was. I don't think anyone really believes this injury. Um, talking to a lot of people, I think it was a benching, and but it was a very ill-advised benching because regardless of who's at quarterback, I mean, you could put Tom Brady back there. There was very little chance they're going to come back from this game. They'd have to kick an onside kick and score a touchdown very quickly. And I don't think, I don't know what Nagy's doing here. I, it may be him just throwing in the towel in they this game. They just opened a can of worms, It's really. like, why even do that? Just set, set Mitchell Trubisky out there because everyone is kind of more or less, Bears fans knew that it's really very difficult to bench this guy and sit him for the rest of the season. Um, because you set, you put the draft pick on him, like you said, we we said in past podcasts, you kind of put all the chips in on this guy. You got to make sure he's definitely not the one if you're going to go draft or trade for another quarterback. And so doing this, there's really no reason uh, to put Chase Daniel in the game. I'm totally with you, and I feel like when there's where there's smoke, there's <coughs> fire. Now they were citing a hip injury. Yeah. From it. And I think that's from the knife that Matt Nagy dug in his side when they're having that little conversation yeah. inside there. It kind of looked like he stuck him a little bit. But um, when you look at it, when they pulled him, the broadcast for NBC couldn't figure out. They're like, oh, why is it Mitch in the game? And they couldn't get a report from the Bears' sideline until yeah. after the game. Now, Mitch Trubisky was truly injured. If you're the Bears, you're going to say, like, right away, yeah, he, he was injured. Yeah. That's the first thing. Second off, in the post game, Nagy's like, yeah, he, got, he heard it. Uh, early in the first to start tightening up, um, you know, so we, we, we took him out, which is like, huh, when you watch that game, it really didn't look like, th- there was no there was no play where it looked like, hey, you know what, his hips definitely affected him. You couldn't really tell he was injured. Yeah. Were you watching it? Because I was looking for it. So I rewatched part part of the game, and there was only like, one play I could find in the second half where it was like, okay, maybe there's a hip injury, and there's not a third down. They did like an option where Trubisky was supposed to roll out. And at the last second, pitch it to Cohen. And he took two steps and pitched it to Cohen right away, and the play got blown up. Yeah. And I actually think it was a good play design, and it would have worked, but I think Trubisky just butchered it. So, I mean, it's either his hip was hurting, he didn't want to get hit, or he couldn't run, so he just pitched it right away. Uh, or, I mean, which I wouldn't put it past him, he just ran the play wrong. So yeah. that, that was the only thing I saw there. And then Trubisky in the post game, his story was like, oh, yeah, I heard it in the third quarter uh, some play. And then that, that's what happened. So yeah. one said the first half, 
Yeah, that's in the third quarter. Yeah, I didn't get a Twitter report right away. Quarter. Yeah, usually you get like the so. Tracy Wolfson type people. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we got a big development coming up. Mitch Trubisky's questionable return, or like yeah. stuff like that. And the Bears would be like right away if you if you're, he was truly hurt, they'd be like, yeah, he's rolling out. Because like, like you open a can of worms by not saying anything yeah. and putting Chase Daniel in the game, and, and it was a game where like Trubisky. I mean, was he great? No, and especially in the second half, there's a couple third downs where he did. But that game was nowhere near his fault. Yeah, there was the any, offense kicker missed get two anything field going. goals. Early, yeah, that you should have made. You couldn't trust them, so they went for it on a fourth and nine. Where Trubisky actually threw a good ball, and Taylor Gabriel just dropped it. Yeah. The one interception he threw was not his fault yeah, at all. Anthony hands. Miller tips it up in the air to him, so to uh, the other guy. Um, so I mean, you really can't. I mean, look out of at, all the look, games they've lost this year, yeah, this was not. This was not. You one look of at the rushing before. numbers. I mean, Tariq Cohen, thirty-nine yards. David Montgomery, fourteen rushes for thirty-one yards. I mean, looking at this offense. There's really, there's nothing productive going on. There was no, no thing, nothing that was working. You know, it wasn't the deep ball, mid game, short pass. It wasn't no stretching the field. There was nothing exciting about this office. We just don't need anything like mind blowing. You don't need any like eye catching plays. It's just looking back at the highlights and watching this game. It was just they were stifled. They couldn't do anything. No, and they had every opportunity. So they had a fumble. They recovered. Yeah. They had an interception. They had to punt, and then the Rams gifted them an offside, so they got new life on that. Yeah. And they could not take advantage of any of it. And I think that's a really good point with the run game. That's been well documented this year. And I hate to go back, like Matt Nagy said a couple weeks ago. Did you watch the Colts game? Yeah. And but like. The one team ran for over 200 yards <coughs> in that game, and they get a well-balanced attack. But the Jaguars, Leonard Fournette, only ran for 23 yards. And then when you're always airing it out, that you're going to lose a game. And that's yeah. what the quarterback, like Nick Foles, who is capable. So when you look at the Bears and you got Mitch Trubisky in there. He threw 43 if not, times. If you're not running the ball and you have a Trubisky throw 43 times, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And that's like throughout the NFL. Like everyone knows it. Even the Patriots. Yeah. You need a well-balanced rushing attack. And you drafted this guy after trading Jordan Howard, and you don't use them nearly enough. If I have to see another run with Tariq Cohen up the middle, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might throw a shoe at the TV or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that, that was definitely tough. And I just think it was, if it was a benching, which a lot of people seem to think it is, it was just completely unnecessary. Because like I said, you once the Rams score that touchdown to make it 17-10 at the end of the game, that's got a curtain. And Chase Daniel's not your future. There's yeah. no reason to bring him in the game. He's not going to bring you back, yeah. like you said. Unless you're seriously injured that Trubisky's going to get like hurt, 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 long term, then I... Which maybe he was hurt, air quotes, but yeah. like I didn't see it. There was only one play where it was like, okay, maybe that was the hip thing, but if it yeah. was as bad as they said, like it, it would have been a lot more noticeable to yeah. him. Like, hey, he's limping around. My big takeaway from this broadcast, and this will we'll, we'll shift the way through... And it's sad to see his knee-jerk reaction when it happened initially with the Khalil Mack trade with the Raiders. The <coughs> John Gruden fooled us all, and he won that trade. I hate to say it a year back, because like, the knee-jerk reaction was like, oh, yeah, we got Khalil Mack. They lost a pass rush, and last year Khalil Mack had more interceptions and sacks at one point in the season and turnovers than the whole Raiders defense combined. So it's like, oh, this looks great. But now looking at some of the draft picks he's used, with that trade, you got Josh Jacobs, who already fantastic has 900 player. yards this season. He's been fantastic. You had that state. You had um, Clinton Farrell, your first round pick. You used Max Crosby, who's a rookie. Four looks sacks. Fantastic. He had four sacks. He has more sacks than Khalil Mack has all season. Khalil Mack has been a non-factor this year. Like if he was hurt, he wouldn't be worth a damn point in the spread. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen him. Dave, has you, have he made an impact in any game this year that you've seen? 
Uh, non-presence is always there, but like statistically, he's an know. well, he's an excellent player, and I'd rather have Khalil Mack on my team than not on my team. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I'm happy to have him in a Bears uniform, but like he's been very disappointing this year. The production just simply hasn't hasn't been there. And when you look at the Raiders, you still got another first round draft pick coming. You're you're in position to win the division right now at six and four. And I thought he was crazy for like bringing in Richie Incognito and Antonio Brown, but like he really has established a good culture there by getting rid of Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack and saying, "Hey, I'm tearing this thing down and we're gonna do it my way." And they're they're playing really well. Yeah. Like the fact they were able to overcome all that Antonio Brown BS in training camp and still look like a well-oiled machine. And their schedule, mind you, they've had to travel the most out of any team in the NFL, and that they they've thrived with it. And now in the back half of the stretch. They got one of the easiest schedules in the NFL, the Raiders. So this team's going to make the playoffs. The Bears, meanwhile, floundering. And you don't even have another first-round draft pick because he gave it to the Raiders last year. I think John Gruden has done a fantastic job. And I think right now they've won this trade. Yeah, I think it's it's hard because uh, I think the lack of offense has really stunted this defense. I think last year was kind of like it all came together for them last year. And, I mean, if you, if you replace Mitch Trubisky... And on Cody Parkey with, I mean, even, even last year, Mr. Biscuit wasn't terrible because that offense kind of uh, hit a lot of his flaws. But if you if you put a if you put what the Bears thought Mr. Biscuit was going to be in uh, into the Bears system, if you might get a kicker, I mean that team is Super Bowl contender easily. And so I think hindsight's twenty twenty. But I I agree. I think it was just the Bears, the Bears foolishly thought they had the quarterback. So that they were in win now mode, yeah. which isn't, which turned out not to be true. And the Raiders knew um, that they could get a big haul for him. I think they did win. I, I think if Mitch Trubisky magically turns into you know Matt Ryan, yeah, uh, I think it would be a lot easier for the Bears. And I but, don't think the Bears <clears throat> lost this trade yeah. per se. Like you still got Khalil Mack, so you're yeah. gaining something. But looking at both teams. The Raiders look a lot better right now and going forward than yeah. the Bears do. I feel a lot better about their future than I do about the yeah. Bears. And, like, Gruden had a plan, and I think it's, it's looking pretty yeah. pretty good. Uh, moving on to another pass rusher that has been in the news recently. Yes. Senior Miles Garrett suspended indefinitely for the rest of the year, uh, as well as a plethora of other fines handed out to... Uh, Steelers and Browns as that whole fight happened those last Thursday nights. Yeah, we shot the podcast while hel- all that yeah, was going on. Yeah, we kind of missed out. Uh, swinging helmets. I, I, I'm going to start. I, I, I frankly, I have no strong opinions towards this. I am disappointed, but absolutely not surprised that Mason Rudolph did not get a suspension at all. I think he should have got one game. Uh, you can't. He did a lot. Uh, oh yeah. You know to start this thing, but you know he's the quarterback, and the NFL wants to protect their quarterbacks at all costs. If it was Tom Brady, you know, in that situation, well, Miles Garrett would have been Tom sentenced Brady to a life in prison. Wouldn't have been dumb enough to try to rip that yeah. helmet off a three hundred pound guy, and then he's sitting there. He bull. He char after he see. Tries to rip the helmet off Miles Garrett. Garrett's like, oh, I, I don't think so. Rips his helmet off. Then he goes running at him, which is like, that's not smart. You're the quarterback. Yeah. Come on now. You can't be doing that. And then and as soon as the linemen come in. Yeah. Then he he gotta, and then he gets hit over the head with the helmet, which, mind you, no defense of that. Miles Garrett should have killed him. Like, I yeah. think the, these Cleveland Browns fans that are trying to defend Miles Garrett. Yeah, like, absolutely That's not. inexcusable. That's like the one thing. You cannot when helmets that. come off, like, 
all rules are gone. We've seen in the past there was that Tennessee lineman who stepped on the head yeah. of a pack, uh, Packers lineman because he didn't have his helmet on. When a helmet comes off in a football game, that's just where you, you kind of have to stop. It's not even in sport violence anymore. Yeah. It's like it's like, violence. And, and, like, yeah. and that's one thing. I don't. I, I only play high school football, but that's kind of one thing that everyone is. It's just like you can't. Football is such a violent game, and the helmet, as you, as everyone knows, like the head is the most important thing. It's been the biggest focus. When your helmet comes off, you can't. There's no more hitting. There's no more fighting. You just gotta. You just gotta stop it. Yeah. Uh, if he, if he, he's lucky. He got hit with like the soft part of the helmet. Yeah. He hit him with the crown or something like in the temple. That could kill him. I mean, you hit, a, you hit a crown of a helmet to your own <coughs> face where you're wearing a helmet. That's how dudes get knocked out cold. Yeah. You know, he, he, like you said, but uh, yeah, I think this is like, I he's gonna try and get out of the suspension, Miles Garrett, and he won't, and he shouldn't. Right. But, um, like, mind you, Mason Rudolph with the initial point, yeah. after he, like, clearly, and it didn't hurt him, he got skinned with the thing, and he's throwing his hands up like he's some innocent party. It's like, bro, you started this whole thing. Yeah. Like, come on now. And then yeah, at the this press is, conference, this is like, some, well, like, you know. frat thing where you're just going to argue with each other. Like, you're talking with a big dude and a big mean dude. Like, you can't talk. Uh, yeah, I will and say. Mac, Max Carmen made a good point on uh, first take. It's like, for every action, there's a reaction. So, like, he definitely is the instigator of this thing. He probably should have gotten more than a fight because he had the attitude, oh, I'm the quarterback. I am no yeah, it, fault here. Yeah. Throwing his hands and like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Uh, moving forward, some out-of-league NFL news. The Colin Kaepernick situation. So we well, talk- with the Browns, real quick, oh, before yeah. we go on to this, does this surprise you at all? And we were talking about this last week with their circus. Like, the culture there is terrible. If there's one coach that needs to be fired, it's Freddie Kitchens. Kitchens. Cause you have the Odell Watch thing. You got the cleats fiasco. You got Baker Mayfield yelling at everyone in the media. Now you got the Miles Garrett thing. There is no accountability in that locker room whatsoever. Like Hugh Jackson won more games at this point last season. Now he was fired at this point, like than Freddie Kitchens had. And Freddie Kitchens has a lot more talent. If you don't make it playoffs, with this amount of talent and Ben Roethlisberger injured in your division, yeah, like that—that's a huge disappointment. Yeah, so and that's got to roll. Think, I think the culture is like thirty percent. I just don't think he's a good coach. I mean, you look at the play calling. He—he he, no, he, he looks lost. He, he's yeah, like he, improvising he as he's. He doesn't along. know. He doesn't know what he's doing, and you can see that in like the goal line situations where you should not like goal line especially. You, you, coaches should have a clear like fifteen to twenty play guide of like all right, this is stuff we can run in the goal line mm-hmm. that because it, it's a different field than. You know, just a regular offense. You've been in a locker room, uh, <coughs> football football locker room. I would ask you, like, does it look like these players fear Freddie Kitchens? Because that's why I feel like the accountability is they're yeah. not like it. They're, they're, <coughs> you have to have some sort of fear of your head coach because it yeah. doesn't look like they're worried about like any of their actions. Like that never yeah. should happen. And I, the one thing that I kind of reference back to is it was kind of a bizarre situation, but Cam Newton. Wait, it was a couple of years ago where he got sat for a, the opening start, mm-hmm. the opening drive of the game because he doesn't he didn't wear the yes. dress code. Yes, yeah, and then the backup QB threw an interception, so that's why it became a big story. But it's one of those things where it's like if there's any slight infraction, like it should be dealt with. And sometimes some coaches go hard. I mean, Ron Rivera is a very highly respected mm-hmm. coach because like it, 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 and you see this a lot. You see this a lot in soccer when the players are more important than the coach. Which, like, in the media, obviously, like, we like the players more because, you know, buying jerseys and whatever. But the coach needs to be, like, the most important face, and then the players fall in line. You can have, you can have, you know, the cool cleats, and you can have um, 
personality, but it has to fall in line with what your coach wants. And yeah, like you said, I don't think the Browns have that. At and like all. now with Miles Garrett out, that's your best defensive player by far on that yeah, team. Yeah, that's a total you shot are on the missing foot. for the season. Yeah. So like. Uh, that, it's, yeah. it's it's really it's a it's just thing. one it's just one thing after another with the Browns. now Baker's gonna be on his uh, what is it fourth head coach if in yeah. three years and like yeah. John he's like Freddie Kitchens looks like a puppet for John Dorsey in that organization it's terrible all right now we can move on yeah the Colin Kaepernick uh, we talked about this <coughs> um a lot moving uh, getting into it uh, and this this uh, media stunt publicity stunt by the NFL or by Kaepernick or whatever have you uh, it's very it's very polarizing and I didn't think it would be this quite polarizing um, with Stephen A. Smith and with Max Kellerman uh, Stephen A. Smith's stance uh, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it because it caused a huge controversy a lot of people are going against Colin Kaepernick because uh, he moved the uh, venue, the venues, yep. yeah, he switched the venues for the practice or the, the the workout, and he wanted cameras there. I can't wear a Kunta Kinte shirt. I frankly, I I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think people are making a huge deal about these details when I really don't think there should be. I think Colin Kaepernick has every right to want cameras there because cameras make us so that the public and the media can see. Uh, that the, the NFL is not the only one who's relaying information. And frankly, when it comes down to it, like, we have seen enough teams in the NFL where it doesn't re like, it shouldn't really matter about the whole antics of this. Colin Kaepernick deserves a spot on a team. And there are so many teams, and I, I say it's because my Denver Broncos, there are so many teams who are just looking to find a quarterback. They just want a quarterback, and they're trying. You talk about the Broncos. They're kind of switching back and forth between Flacco, and now it's Brandon Allen, and it's going to be Drew Locke soon. To Brandon see. Allen didn't have a bad game. Either. He didn't have a bad so, game. But, yes, but it's one of those things. You need to test him out. Test him out. Maybe, you know, he got a flash in the pan <clears throat> who could play another couple years. Maybe you just draft this guy, Drew Locke. If you're the Redskins, you got Case Keenum. He's kind of been proven in the NFL, but you don't think he's going to be the future. You got Dwayne Haskins. You drafted him. But he hasn't looked that great. Maybe it's because of the culture. Maybe it's because he's not a good quarterback. There are so many teams who just need to find a quarterback that will fit them moving forward. And the Broncos are a huge example of that. They are so they are so close, as we saw in this Vikings game. They are so close to competing and just working out Colin Kaepernick. Look, if, if it is true that he doesn't want to play, he has no interest in... In, in playing football and he's just doing it for the media stunt call in for an interview and your scouts and your personnel and your coaches it doesn't have to be now in the offseason can make a judgment call whether he actually wants to play or not that is something that can be dealt with later I don't think that people need to narrow down and uh, examine this whole media thing because I think it was a publicity stunt I, in the first place I think well I'm, at, well I'm with Stephen A here by moving your workout you're showing you really football's kind of taking a back seat here because he's doing it strictly for the media attention and like oh i need cameras there like you know well yeah it would be nice to have cameras there for him but if you're in a job interview you can't dictate where hey you know what actually i don't want to do that time and location i'm going to do it on my terms like that's not how it works this is a job interview where a bunch of teams are looking to hire it's not really you really a job interview though. bunch of teams are looking to hire you his job so gonna have his to- job interview 
It's been his NFL career, and the NFL has dictated his career since then by just totally blackballing him. Was he blackballed? Yeah. Yes, he was. Now he's trying to get back. Should you trust the NFL NFL if you're Colin Kaepernick? Do you have any reason to trust the NFL if you're Colin Kaepernick? You want to get back in the NFL, and you're serious about playing? Like, yeah, you kind of, you kind of have to do what they say. That's how how the league works. Sell out for for football? Because like, I hate to break it to you, it's not the NBA where like the the brand, the shield is bigger than the player. Like, there's no individual stars in the NFL for long. The NFL can survive without stars. Look at the Patriots who win every year. It's just Tom Brady and a bunch of white no-name guy like role players. But if you're no, but if you're Colin Kaepernick, you need some accountability. You need some accountability so that there are a lot of people can be aware because this is this is bigger than this the sports thing. He needs to. He's trying to show that he wants to play. But if, if he if wanted he to play, he would have just done it in the initial workout where there was more teams scheduled to come there. Because by switching it, fewer teams showed up. It makes the, it look like the, well, the you team, know what? Team, really a lot of teams. I will say the Denver Broncos, as unfortunate as it may be, their reason for not having a guy at the second location was because he didn't want to be late. He had a flight to catch because he was going to the Jacksonville game or something like that. It's like, come on, man. You can you can take a, an hour, 45 minutes. We're a big organization. We got a lot. Denver's borrowing a lot of money. They, you have a story. It shows a lot of teams have really no interest in well, just coming to this he's been He's been out of the league for a while, so it's kind of important to showcase, like, hey, I still have it. You would think if you're Colin Kaepernick, you're going to be, hey, yeah, I'll work out what you guys want where the most people are going to be able to see me. Who gives a rip if there's cameras there watching him throw? That's the like, accountability thing. Team thing. Be accountability there. thing. Well, you so know what? You held the NFL accountable. Great job. You're still unemployed right now. So, yeah, if I'm a team, I'm not, I'm not getting this circus. Ridiculous. No, it's not a. It's not a. If if a team signed a player, I mean, people are forgetting how many players, how many players kneeled. The, the, there are so many teams who had, I would say, a vast majority of their players kneeling, and yeah, it caused a controversy. But in the end, it's all. It's about winning. And I said this before: if Colin Kaepernick can win you ten games, you think people are going to give a rip yeah, and knelt for the? But his initial anthem? point is the NFL's blackballing, which they did. That's that's fine. But then you're going to respond to that when the NFL is giving you a chance to work out. And they yeah, got they're not giving teams. him a chance. They're giving this teams is, to no, come this, there, this, this, and he's going to be like, no, you know what, I actually don't want to work out in that location. So no, you're no, making it more NFL difficult for an NFL team yeah, to try gave, to get back. a short notice ultimatum that you have to do this, you have to do that. He's saying, no, this is this is a give and take thing. And it, it, I think I don't think the NFL had really an interest in getting him back in the league. They're doing this as publicity stunt. Colin Kaepernick calls it as a publicity stunt, says, hey, hey, I want a little more accountability here. I don't want you guys just saying, oh, yeah, we worked him out, wink, wink, so everyone don't can shut up Don't you think Kaepernick, Kaepernick moving the workout, though, to a place with more cameras, that reeks of a publicity stunt by his end, not the NFL's. It end. was already a publicity stunt by the NFL. Why are you doing it in the middle of the year? Why are you doing it three years later? Why do it now? There's no reason. They just want to get this thing over with so they can stop. People can stop bringing it up because people haven't let it die because they know they got Colin Kaepernick got blackballed and they just want to kill it from the spot. They got Jay Z as you know the Uncle Tom up there being oh yeah we got the black guy up here with Roger Goodell so he makes it okay because it's Jay Z. You guys love Jay Z supports Kaepernick and he even no said- he, no Jay Z's a sellout dude. He is a, if you look at anything Jay Z done with the NFL he is an absolute sellout. He is the Candace Owens of the. NFL. NFL, where you get the token black person so they can feel a little better about themselves about blackball. You guys, oh, haven't you guys heard, uh, you know, 
all these rap songs. You love Jay-Z. No, no, no. It's a sellout. The NFL had no intentions. Okay. And so Colin Kaepernick wanted to put a little power in his own hands by moving locations. Well, great, great job. Have fun watching the games on your couch this Sunday. Kevin. I will tell you so, what. You know what? The, the Denver, I've never brought The whole thing for... reeked of a publicity stunt on his end. He's wearing his T-shirt with his afro. Oh, yeah. His afro, his, his hair. Yeah. Oh, publicity stunt with his hair that he's had for the past three years. Oh, his haircut. No, it's not publicity stunt. There are so, there are so many teams. The, 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 the Denver Broncos stuck. wanted to trade for this guy way back when he was still on the Niners. And I'll tell you what. We went with seasons of Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, and Joe Flacco yes. over over a guy who went to a Super Bowl. And you know what? The, the haircuts are all high and tight. All nice and organized. No so circus of so the throw 16 <laughs> picks and four touchdowns. All right, the hair point. Three and, se- three point. and 13 every season. That it's sounds terrible. Like, I sound like some Penn State booster. We, we, Look at his hair. We yeah, can't exactly. have him on the field. I mean, we had to watch Luke Falk start NFL games for a Real hey, and you know they're trying to get him back, and he's trying to, the whole thing. I'm just saying the whole thing. He reeked of publicity stuff. Yeah, on the NFL's part. How is that on the NFL's part? Kaepernick wanted to move, so there's more cameras there. How is that the NFL? Because the camera, the NFL wanted to be like, no one can see it. Look, we did it. How is that Everyone's a PR stunt up. then? If no one can see it, and the NFL is strictly business, then so they so they can tweet about it all the time, say, hey, look, we did it, and then and then they can say, yeah, he wasn't that good, and they will have no, no one will have, and then Kaepernick will say, yo, I was. But you're good. saying teams care about winning. They will see if he's good or not, and one of these teams would sign him. They're like, yeah, he's actually he looks pretty good. Well, if they care about winning, if, if they care about winning, the NFL teams should should see that he did. He performed fantastically. He did what he needed to do. If Proved his functioning in that workout proved it was never about football, and that he deserves to be on a team. And it shouldn't matter. Yeah, you're right. It, proved it, 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 it shouldn't matter what you know. There's cameras there. If he wanted cameras there, so people can see it, so people can be aware that he still has his football ability. You we know what happens when you start bringing circuses into the locker room is with the Cleveland Browns. Because look at the Cleveland Browns this year: goat hair shoes. We have we have Don Fangio. Clyde's getting cut because Big of Fangio broke Flacco's neck because he called out the play calling. It's true. Herniated disc? No. Someone hit him with a baseball bat. What the hell are you talking about? Joe Flacco? He criticized play calling oh. against the Colts, oh. and then he has a herniated disc and is on the IR for the rest of the season. <laughs> you think that's a coincidence? No, Flacco. Right, yeah. Banjo would keep him on. We're moving on. We got a lot to talk about. Let's do, real quickly, let's get some college football in here. College football. College football, 50 seconds. LSU. Ranked number one. Awesome. Thing of the re- they, they beat Alabama. They look fantastic. Rip Tua broke his hip. That really hurts. But I actually that think stinks. it does stink. But I think Tua can come back from this. And now he's going to get drafted lower. So he's not going to go to a better team, better situation. Look at Lamar Jackson. He got drafted lower. Now the Ravens, better situation than everyone else. Sure. So you know what? It might be a blessing in disguise. That does think that one of the best players in college football is out. So that that does. Ba- who's Bama's back? LSU looks really good. I don't know, some white guy. Yeah, so that's um, LSU looks fantastic. Ohio State undefeated. They played a bunch of cream puffs. Big game against Penn State coming up. Looking forward to that. Chase Young's playing. Uh, Minnesota, who is undefeated, they lost to Iowa last week. Yeah. Iowa, uh, really a really good game. Iowa was handling them early, and Penn State or Minnesota made a little comeback. But uh, that essentially knocks them out of the playoff race. Clemson's doing Clemson things. They're in at three. And Georgia, they can win out. They're the number four spot. So this could be the first time in the college football playoff history that Alabama's not in. But Alabama's knocking on the doorstep at number five. 
It's going to be an interesting end of the college football season, but I hope Tua gets better because that stinks. You never want to see a player out like that for so long. Especially in college. Especially in college. Yeah, we have a guy who can definitely go top five pick, and then he gets hurt Mm -hmm. when he's not making anything. Yeah. My Nebraska Cornhuskers stink this year. We lost to Purdue. So, I mean, they might throw in the towel for this season. We got handled by Wisconsin. So, I think LSU is going to be my bandwagon playoff team. Because I really do like Coach O. Coach O. And he came in as an interim head coach. And they're like, okay, we're going to get rid of this guy for the year. But the players play hard for him. They do play hard for him. And they look good. They look like they They got a sense sense of, like... They got a sense of dominance. They got a sense of arrogance, especially against Bama. And LSU always used to be a defensive run-the-ball team with, like, Leonard Fournette back. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow can sling it, man. I got those nice balls. He's going to be the Heisman. He's going to be the Heisman this year. I I feel like Joe Burrow is going to be one of those guys who people are kind of down on in the draft. He can go like a 20 20 pick or something like that. I think he'll be be good in the NFL. Maybe I'm just saying that because he's tall and white. Who knows? NBA, little news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luka Doncic, who's the youngest player since LeBron, to drop a 40-point triple-double, I believe it was. He went 42-12-10, if I'm remembering correctly. And I want to say... My take that the Mavs are going to make the playoffs looking pretty good right now. Because Luka Doncic just looks fantastic. Another, a lot, there are a lot of teams. I'll say, what do you think about Kawhi Leonard? Hasn't played in a hot minute with a left knee contusion. Yeah, sure. What? <laughs> They're still winning games, though. Paul George is back. Paul George is back. We're going we're gonna to watch Paul George and Kawhi combined play like 20 that left knee games. contusion so Doc Rivers doesn't get fined and the Clippers don't get fined more because they, they know Maybe he's hurt. Maybe he is hurt, and I apologize if you are, but I don't think so. There's yeah. probably going to still learn all. If the I Rock think that has Trubisky written all over it. Yeah, the except Kawhi is good and Trubisky. The Clippers, though, you got to have a. <laughs> they got a good get going for them. We can sit Kawhi Leonard and still beat oh, teams handling. Yeah, that team. That's scary. Lakers are the best uh, best record in the NBA. They have a lot. They have a lot of role players. We're Walsh playing. Kings we're playing. Really good. Yeah, they're playing pretty, pretty, pretty good. Moving on. Quick, we're gonna do we're gonna do a rundown. We're gonna do a rundown. Colts Texans. That's tomorrow night, and this is actually a big game. Colts, like I said earlier, to open the show by winning against the Jaguars, they're now first in the AFC with a backup quarterback. That's impressive. Shout out Jacoby Brissett. Honestly, and like do you, they're they're missing Ty Hilton that last game, and that was the first time they've won without Ty Hilton in the lineup. They were zero six though, without him. I will say though, T, uh, Jacoby Brissett. If you had a if there's a quarterback with the least amount of swag, it has to be him. He's not I like a cool Jacoby, guy. though. He's, he's not, not a, a cool guy, but... He's not a cool guy. He's boring. But anyway, He is boring. I like him, though, because he he's mobile. People respect him. Yeah. He's a, he's a nice... Uh, because, like, look, the difference that looked between uh, Brian Hoyer with the Dolphins running the ship and then Jacoby Brissett against the Jaguars is night and day. Yeah. Like... Dude, how many, how many times are we going to have to watch Brian Hoyer play in the NFL? Oh he's, he's never been good. I've never watched Brian Hoyer be like, you know, he's all right. No, he stinks. Mind you. Texans got humiliated I was against tough. the Ravens. The Ravens. The Colts just dominated against the Jaguars, but you lost Marlon Mack. So my theory is, primetime game, Texans are going to be looking to rebound. Yeah. It's a big primetime game. Colts missing their Deshaun. best running back. I think the, the Texans are going to win this one. Uh, the Colts won the early matchup, too, so they're looking for revenge. They're looking to not unhumiliate themselves in primetime. Yeah. You got Deshaun Watson at the helm. It's going to be a fantastic game. But I got the Texans uh, winning that one. Uh, Dolphins-Browns. You never know. 
They could go nine. The Dolphins go nine and seven, make the playoffs. Watch out. Uh, Lions, Redskins, O'Driscoll gang versus some dude. Hey, Baker's gonna grab his crotch after throwing a touchdown, and then all hell's gonna break loose in that one. So that yeah. could be an interesting one. Yeah, Lions, Redskins. O'Driscoll gang for the Lions. Uh, I think the Redskins... is Jeff Driscoll better than Mitch Trubisky. Oh, that is a hot take. Who knows? He's got he a looks cool, good. He's got a cooler name. I'll say that. Driscoll versus Haskins, the duel of the century. Yeah, the Redskins got a bunch of dudes no one's ever heard of. Uh, they have a racist name, so who cares? Raiders, uh, Jets. The Raiders and the Jets. You got the Black Hole versus whatever. I will mo- say, I feel, like, I feel like this is just two games where the only fans are racist uncles who are alcoholics. Like, that's it. And the, the Raiders ones have probably have committed a homicide at some point. I think the like Jets Raiders ones, fans are more open wife beaters. Where like, yeah, Jets know, fans, Jets fans just get like, intoxicated ah, after yeah. the game. And, and they just hit their wife yeah. with a newspaper. Yeah, but Raiders fans are hitting them regardless. Yeah. Raiders are going to win. And Sam Darnold, though, he's looked good these past couple weeks. This is gonna Dude, be Sam Darnold's game. weird, man. He looks okay, and then he throws a pick where it's like, what, what? are you yeah. doing? Giants-Bears, you would think on paper this would be a good game. This has turned into a big... Bleh. I mean, the Trubisky thing's always Danny interesting Dimes. to watch, but the Bears are essentially eliminated. Giants yeah, Daniel are just Jones is kind of like fizzled it's like, out. Whatever, it's like whatever, dude. It's like Eli Manning 2.0. Panthers-Saints, two desperate teams here. Is Kyle Actually, Allen good? Yeah. Do I, we no. know? He's not the future of that team, but he's been a oh, very serviceable backup. job as the backup. But uh, you, he's uh, you, What are you doing Cam Newton? Keep him around. I think you a lot, from him. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people saying Dutch ditch him, but then what are they going to the do? The fans don't want to move. See, this, you know what this reminds me of? Um, it, Cam's now Cam's much better than the player I'm going to make, but this kind of reminds me of the Broncos with Tim Tebow. But the fans really didn't want to move off of Tim Tebow. Yeah. But then it's like John Elway's like, hey, here's a nice Peyton Manning for you. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. see you, get out of here. We're like the Panthers, like you can tell the ends near with Cam. Yeah. Fans don't want to move on from them, but they're going to get a better. I feel like they're going to get also, a better like quarterback, both, whether both it's a team, draft pick or a free agent. Yeah. Whether it's like, yeah, okay, we can move. Both on. the Panthers and Cam Newton, I think they both kind of need to change this. Yeah, so. that should be an interesting game. Panthers now, all of a sudden, that's Panthers yeah, need to win. Yeah, Sea Dogs versus the Eagles. Speaking of another team that needs to win, five and five Eagles. They have a lot more talent than to be a five hundred football Eagles team. Good? I don't know. That's Are they good? We like. said they were good, so maybe we might be wrong. Seahawks are good. The C- I know the Seahawks Russell are Russell Wilson's good. good. That is true. Russell Wilson's still my front runner for MVP. What? I mean, Lamar's knocking on the door. That's fair. He's closing that say, gap. But. See, Seahawks, 27th best offensive line. Raiders, or Ravens, is at number one. That's big yep. time. The but Ravens oh, had a good run yeah, game, too. Yeah. Now, mind you, Lamar's part of that. But yes, if you look at the numbers, is. they're they're very they're very similar. Uh, Bucks Falcons. Bleh, that's Jameis Winston. Game. Did you there? Jameis Winston threw one of the weirdest picks. The the player kind of <laughs> tried to catch it, bobbled it, tried to pin it behind his back, and like flipped it up. Yeah, I just acted it out, but you guys can't see me, so I don't yes. know really why I did that. But that it was weird. one. He's gonna the th- Falcons defense good now. Over under dominated. over under seven and a half picks. Total in that game, I'll take the under. But Winston's gonna throw at least. He'll throw his mandatory two. Maybe he'll turn it over. Winston's twice. weird because the dude can throw. He can go like four hundred fifty yards, five touchdowns, and four interceptions. Yeah, that, and they lose in of, overtime or something. Just, he like throws that. bad turnovers at the most inopportune time. <laughs> yeah. Fourth quarter drive. Here you go, other team. Yeah, exactly. Shucking it into coverage. Falcons defense though. They look pretty good. I think Dan Quinn might have saved his job with that performance against the Saints. See, he's, they're going to uh, go seven Panthers. and nine just so we can stick around. And the and next year they go seven and nine. Pick. Broncos knocking on the door in a top five draft pick. They're facing the Bills and Josh Allen. <laughs> Don't want to watch hey, that one. Hey, Brandon Allen versus Josh Allen. Two very boring names. Two very boring quarterbacks. It should the be Bills, a good oh, the game. Bills, the Bills are not good. 
it I don't have to ask no, that question. Yeah, it should be a good game score-wise. It'll, it'll be, be like 16 like, to 17. Yeah, it'll be like an ugly. Taking my Broncos, It will be though. very ugly. Steelers, Bengals. <laughs> if I have to watch another Bengals game. Oh, okay, Mason Rudolph, he's ugly. He's an ugly dude. No comment. Not gonna uh, Bengals, who was their court? Finley? Ryan Finley, yeah. Jason Lindley? Finley? I think it's Finley. Finley. Who cares? That quarterback. Poor, you know that, you know, that, yeah. you know what I feel bad for? A.J. Green. Yeah. Top five receiver in the NFL, and he's like, you know what? I'm hurt. I don't T.J. care. T.J. Hushmanzada, former Bengals receiver, said... T.J. Hushmanzada still on the... No, no, mean? but he's oh. a former Bengals receiver. He said the Bengals have some of the worst facilities in the NFL. Like, it was night Dude, and Dude, Cincinnati's signature dish is spaghetti with chili on it. That Skyline Chili is overrated. Hot Skyline take. Chili, it's very it overrated. stinks. It doesn't stink, but it's not like... It's all I got, got, got chili leaking out of the air ducts over in the Cincinnati facilities. Jags, Titans should be interesting, but, They're you know... The two most I mean, irrelevant franchise. Big big Dick really. Nick, hopefully he can, like, do something cool. Minshew would have won last week. I don't know about that one, buddy. <laughs> Minshew's just Kyle <laughs> Allen with a mustache. Honestly, it's true. Yeah. They need to have that mustache or people care. He no. is the most interesting mustache in the NFL, which Baker, I'm sure, is not happy about. Yeah. Are there um, any more? Miles Garrett had a mustache, I think. Quarterback-wise. He doesn't yeah, that's right. Cowboys-Patriots. Game of yeah, the week. Yeah, this is the game, game of the week. Oh, this is the game well, of the week. Well, it's America's game of the week. Tony Romo will be there, so. No, this is this is the game of the week. All right. Packers-49ers is going to be fantastic. So will Rams-Ravens, but Patriots-Cowboys- in New England. Right here. So interested to we'll, see. The Patriots are favored by seven, but we talked about this, I think, was this last, or no, we t- I talked about this earlier with Marshall, earlier in the week. Going through the top ten list of players, Oh yeah. Cowboys probably have seven of the top top ten players in this game. Yeah. So, but the Patriots still are somehow favored for seven points. Yeah. Very interested I, to I see. Just, I, I think Cowboys fans want to see them compete. It's in New England, tough place to win. Uh... I mean, the, Zeke against that defense, Amari Cooper, Witten. I, I this will be with that offensive yeah. line against that See, defense. See, the Patriots are a deceptive team, and it reminds me of the 2015 Broncos, where the score was, there was never blots. The score was always close, so it looked like it was close. But like, kind of like the Eagles Patriots game, yeah. Eagles weren't gonna win that game. But it was they only had a chance. Aguilar dropped the one in the last That's play of the true. game. That game Aguilar was close. stinks. Oh my. That was a Goodness. tough catch that time, but yes, he does. He think. he he tracked it horribly. Looked he like Ian Ives out there. All right, Packers 49ers, Garoppolo. Who do you think is a better team? The 49ers are a better team. I think so. The Packers defense is okay. It's the most serviceable Rodgers had in a while, but it's still not good. Yeah. Uh, 49ers are a lot better. And I would make the argument. Now, Garoppolo is very good. Yeah, I think he's made a couple big throws this year. But I would make the argument. If you put Trubisky on that roster, they'd still be a winning team. Are they Shanahan and they run the ball with that defense like the Bears last year? Garoppolo still is an upgrade, and that's why I think this is one of the best teams in the NFL, 49ers. I'm going to um, take – oh, we'll, we'll finish, we'll finish. We'll finish yeah, we'll finally, Ravens-Rams. Lamar Jackson makes plays that I've never – I don't think anyone anyone could do that. He's worth the price of admission. He, he is so – he, he's the most exciting player in the NFL. Oh, yeah. He's For no, no doubt. No doubt. Do you think – who do you think – who is better right now, Lamar Jackson Tom Brady? Right now? Yeah. Well, statistically, it's Lamar Jackson. Who would you Who would you want at the helm? Tom Brady. Really? You can't replace experience. That's fair. You get older, the game gets easier for you. And I th- I am fur. I I still believe that when these two teams meet Nova or January, which they inevitably will, because I think they're two of the best teams. Patriots are going to steamroll them. They're going to really? win that game. Second time facing Lamar, uh, more of a game plan for him. Belichick's too good. Brady's too good. Or maybe no the way. Ravens will be winning. I and then hope D so. Ford I will really jump offsides. 
to negate a game-winning interception. All right. You know who stinks? Who stinks? The, the Kansas City Chiefs are not good. Oh, yeah. And you know what, though? This occurred to me, too, because at that Colts game, our old friend Justin Houston, he got a sack, and I was like, oh, my God, he's with the Colts now. Yeah. Why did the, hey, the Chiefs get rid of him? I'm watching that game against the Chargers. Like, yeah, this defense can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah. They're terrible. Yeah, the Holmes can only bail you out so long. Yeah. And, that team's and, not going very far in the playoffs. No, absolutely not. I think the I think any any good offense will rail them. Yeah. Uh, who? Who? All right, quick. Those three games. Who are you taking? Right, Cowboys. Patriots. Patriots going to beat the Cowboys. Forty uh, ers going to beat the Packers. And oh, this is tough. Right. You know, Rams at home. Seasons on life support. Well, Ravens are going to win. We'll go Ravens. I'm going Patriots. Packers. Ravens. Yeah. There you go. There, there you, you go. have it. That's all we got for you this week. If you want to make your bets, go against what we just said because we're probably wrong. Yeah, Except for the Patriots. I think the Patriots are a lock. I really don't see the Cowboys winning this game. I do. I think they're. Well, you, you, you know who's an underrated team in the NFL? The Minnesota Vikings. They're. No. They, they're not. I, I, think, I think they're quietly becoming one of the better teams. Kirk Cousins all of a sudden is in the MVP odds. He yeah. Is, he's in the top five. Stephon Diggs? Fantastic. Yeah. And. and Roster-wise, this is one of the best teams. They're going to go as far as Kirk Cousin takes them. It's true. So we'll He's see. He's going to have to be playing in prime time eventually. Yeah, and that's where I think. That's where I worry about him. Yeah. And that's why I'm not ready to thrust him to the top of my power rankings yet. But that's there all we got for you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Hopefully it stays this warm. Go Broncos. Mr. Biscay stinks. See Duval. you next time.